Welcome to the Evolve Talk in the Century. My name is Nima Nainyam Tengarabodi. And I'm Siva Dema. Welcome to the show. Welcome, 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 welcome. Siva, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm great. And how is lockdown have been treating you? Oh, lockdown. Same old, same old. Pretty boring. Yeah. Right <laughs> um. <laughs> are, are you doing online learning? Am I doing? Yes, that's what we've been doing. Yeah, how's it going? Uh, it has its ups and downs, obviously. Yeah. It's something that we we just started doing not so long ago. Mm, yeah. Um, but they're really trying to push the schedule. Mm. So, yeah. So it's a bit challenging because it's It is a bit challenging. Yeah. But mm. we just have to remain positive and just try and, and make it work because at the end of the day... Yeah. It's to it's helping us, uh, I think, because mm. we'll be able to finish in time, or even a month or two late, but we'll finish nevertheless. Yeah, yeah, it's been quite interesting because now we have learned new methods of doing stuff like this whole Corona thing. I think it was necessary because a lot of companies as well has learned that productivity is not only measured by people sitting under the behind the desk, but it's can be made it's 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 efficiency like how efficient are you in your work and you can be efficient anywhere just anywhere you could be so i think that's what that's what this whole corona thing made us to learn and gave us sort of other ideas you know Mm -hmm. most definitely i think maybe more some companies might actually adopt this strategy don't you think say some people don't want to come Mm-hmm. No, I think most companies now are more aware that you know this working um, from home thing actually does work. You know, because most mm. companies believe that you know you need to be behind your work desk for you to be effective. But it's not always the case. It's Turns not always out. the case. <laughs> it's not always the case. Well, are you drinking your water? Are you minding your business or? there's been things happening in your life like what's going on yeah, everything is all right um i'm just trying to to keep positive to remain positive uh do a little bit of some yeah. exercises every now and then yeah mm. what's been going oh. on in your life well yeah i've also been trying to keep positive been drinking my water trying to mind my business but wow Peter doesn't want me to mind my business <laughs> <laughs> They don't want me to. They don't want me to business. Honestly, mm-hmm. they don't want me to mind. But anyways, I have to try and mind our business and just keep positive, as you've mentioned. What do you listen to? Um, are you are you a hip hop fan? Are you a, a hip hop fan? I'll say a bit. Yeah, um, I listen to Drake every now and then, and, and yes. some old school. Yes, yes. So Drake um released an album. I think when was it? Four days, six six days ago. Drake yeah, released an album. Yeah. So I'm I'm really finding very cool. I'm enjoying the music. How are you finding it? Since you're also a Drake fan. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say that I have only listened to one song in the whole album. I don't know. Wow. Like, oh, listen to you. Listen <laughs> to you. Yeah, but that one is a banger. Though, right? yeah, well, it, just slide which on. one? Sliding. Toast and Slide is an old single. It didn't come out with the album. Ooh, really? Oh, jeez. I've been listening it's to one been there. song. <laughs> <laughs> that is so embarrassing. There was even a challenge, Twisty Slide Challenge. People were posting Twisty Slide Challenge on social media. It was a media. TikTok song. That's how I saw it. I saw it as, as a TikTok no, song. No, the single has been been out. Uh-huh. That one, yeah. Oh, no. But yeah, anyways. Well, it turns uh-huh. out I haven't listened to the album. And yeah, I'm very embarrassed right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways, let's go to the first segment of the show, which is hashtag what's trending. Siva, do you have anything... That I interested you one. on Twitter. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, it turns out that they quickly light at the end of the tunnel. Madagascar has mm. come through with what they call yeah. a vaccine for yeah for, for the pandemic that we're dealing with at the moment. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, but it hasn't been proven yeah. to work yet, I believe. Mm. And uh, they have been in contact apparently with South Africa to mm. try and run a couple of tests and find out whether does it really work or not. Do you have yeah. anything to say about that? Well, I think before before we get into deep with our trending our trending topics, I would like to um, introduce someone on the line that can who can help us to articulately and you know just explore these topics. Like yo guys, it's late. <laughs> guys, welcome, Bongi. Hi, Bongi. How are you? I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> Is it cold there? Yes. (laughs) How are you? We we we're doing great. Doing great. That's great. Well, well, Bongi. Um, we're talking about trending topics, yeah. Yeah. So I want you to dive in with us in the conversation. Um, currently now, I think you had what we talked about the the vaccine or the medication that was um founded by. Madagascar. Yes. So what do you think about that? What do you think about that? I think it's something that the world, especially African countries, should explore because mm. now a lot of people are saying it hasn't been tested and all of that. But then that's yeah. the same with medication. You know, you can mm. take a sample size from any population or any country and test it mm-hmm. and run trials the same way as Western countries do before they actually roll out medication or vaccine yeah. on a large scale. So I think it's really, very good and interesting. And I mm. mean, as Africans, we've been using, what's this? The herbs. herbs Af- in our mm-hmm. eating and everything. And our intellectual property has been appropriated by Western countries. So why not give mm. this mm. a shot? I mean, no one is saying it's going to work. But I mean, it's worth mm-hmm. a try. Yeah. You know, I'm interested because earlier on, I was having a conversation with Sive. And I just, when we were preparing this whole thing, I was like, Sive, can you just tell me your initial, just just, just bring that initial okay. reaction that you gave me. <laughs> that <laughs> just was give not. me that initial reaction that you gave me when you were talking about this whole Madagascar medicine. Well, and I, I feel like there's something to talk about there. First of mm-hmm. all, let's just say it was not my initial reaction. I okay. said maybe I was just trying to, to say something a bit controversial, or I was trying to spark <laughs> something, I was just trying to start a conversation. I call okay. this, which is gonna offend a lot of people, that's for sure, uh pseudo medicine. You know what I mean? So me mm. saying uh, it's more like I was referring to it as if it's fake, which is a terrible thing to say. And but funny funny enough. Funny enough, that's how the headlines. I don't know if Bongi, you were looking at the headlines yeah, of I've, what I've, this. I've read some of them. Mm-hmm. Most headlines were th- exactly how he put it. They were doing it the same way, like they would put in a, in a bracketed thingy, um, vaccine. Like it was so condescending, Uti. It's not something that could ever happen. So why do you think is the reason for that? I think, I mean, the reason is straight and simple. It's uh-huh. it's a cure. And let me put it in virtual commas, you know, a cure. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Where, so we don't trust anything from African countries, yes, basically. Yes, a third world country where everyone was looking mm. to the West for solutions and vaccines. I mean, yes, scientists from various European countries, I think France, um, Mm. from Canada saying that they'll have a vaccine within a year and a half mm. but then the truth is the fastest ever developed vaccine took four years are we really going to mm. have a well, are we going to have a test proof vaccine that can be rolled out without, mm. without inducing complications in mm. the population within a year you know it seems, I mean, medication is medication. At the end of the day, we have yeah. that induces the less, the least amount of side effects. 
and do we know uh, uh, Canada or the United States are going to provide us with a vaccine that isn't going to uh, make sick or have certain side effects? So why are we calling the proposed cure from Madagascar alternative medication? Uh, why do we always have to label um, in uh, that come from Africa or third world countries as pseudo medicines or pseudo something alternative something? Uh-huh. Why can't it just be yeah. medication? Yeah, that was my question as well. Like when I was looking at the topic, and Bongi, can you work on the mic? I think there's uh, something wrong with the mic because it keeps it con- disconnects a bit. Okay. Not sure. Yeah. But does it have anything to do with 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 the fact that it's from Africa, or like is is it mainly because it hasn't been tested and proven that it actually does work? I think it has a lot to do with the fact that it's from a third world country, an African country. Remember when the outbreak was high in Italy, everyone was questioning why Africa doesn't have similar trends in outbreaks. Everyone was looking towards Africa, mm. questioning why aren't we getting sick and all of that. Instead of focusing on why the infection rate was increasing exponentially was yeah you know mm. so the focus is always every something bad must come from africa to justify what's going on in the world and something good must come from european countries west the west the west in order for them to have or continue with their hero complex if i may say mm, mm. and i just don't like the fact how you know the media so, only the worst media that portrays Africa in a bad light but even our media itself just portrays Africa in a bad light um, recently or I think a few weeks ago last week or something there was a trending video an aerial video showing they say it's centurion it's like people lining up for food that is sort of something that they like showing about Africa like they show mm. some shady things they like showing shady things that goes on in africa they will never show you something good that is happening in south africa i mean africa as a whole but they would like to show you these shady things like those kind of thing where you must believe that africa is like it's a bundu it's a Mm. i don't know yeah and they normally show or depict africans or what the situation without providing clear Mm. i mean a lot of people in South Africa are reliant on social grants. Many of them do have yes. food and when they got their mm. social grants, that was the only time they could go buy food because it, it's not logical. Exactly. It's not logical to yeah. get money and take that money home without buying food because there's no food at home. So what are you going to eat? If you have money mm. in your bank account, the extra 300 or whatever that they receive, but there's no money. So what's the sense of mm. having money in your bank account just sitting there if And that's the problem that I think we have with the media across the world is that we have very few Mm. independent media. So the narrative of, or whoever's pushing the narrative can Mm. direct where we pay, where we as citizens pay attention. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Sive, about narrative, don't you think we should go to our next trending topic? Yeah, sure. Go for it. You can, you can bring that up. I don't know. Yeah. I thought you were going to okay. read the next one. <laughs> okay, the next trending topic that we want to, to talk about is the ENCA. I think all of us saw the ENCA trending and ENCA must fall. And I think it's quite interesting because we're talking about narrative and how the media always gives a certain narrative of a story and nca just gave us something like that um they came and then they gave us a narrative of what they they wanted to 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 to, to believe about the Nkosazana and the president issue they gave us sort of a narrative of saying that those two are fighting and that's why she came to us and gave us um, and, and change the decision that she already made yes. in the public. So what do you think about that? Like, what do you think about something like that? Is, 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 is it something that we have been facing a lot? It's just that now we were able to notice and say, wow, this is what these people have been doing. I think a lot of people... All along. I mean, this is not the first time EMCA is trending for their biased reporting. Or their, yeah. 
inaccurate reporting. I mean, the two anchors said that our president was emasculated in public by Nkosazana mm-hmm. um, Zuma, Minister Nkosazana Zuma. Yes. And everyone was mad because mm-hmm. people didn't understand why cigarettes had to be prioritized over people's lives and all of that. And it mm. to say that he was emasculated because it makes it seem as if he had no say in the decision. And I believe mm. the chairperson mm. of the National Command Council, he has so much of a say. I mean, he's not only the chairperson, but he's also the president of the country, you know? Yes, yes. That is true because when I was listening to that, it made me think, Uguti, okay, Nkosazana actually is now, because they made it look like Nkosazana is, is, is defiant to the president because they have the functions. So that's, it's like, wow, where is this all thing coming from? Someone explained on Twitter, actually, Uguti, that whole thing the president gave to us was like a proposal that could be changed within 24, I think 24 hours, if I'm not mistaken, I stand to be corrected to that. That's what I saw on Twitter. That was only a proposal. And that what Gosazana did, did consultations. And that's when she came to that conclusion of saying that um, the, the, the cigarettes usage, usage should not open. Yes. Mm-hmm. So is, is is that the case? Did you see that one? The bad tea? I don't. It stands that the. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm saying, did you see that conversation on what the proposal stands within for um 24 hours and 48 hours? I'm not sure 48 or 24 hours, and then it could be changed because Gosazana is yeah it could be amended rather yes. because Gosazana is leading the team. Yes, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be 48 hours. I mean, throughout the past five weeks, what we've seen is government Mm -hmm. introducing new regulations and amending them continuously because what we experience with the coronavirus is very new and no one really knows Mm -hmm. what is the right steps to take, what are the right steps to take, Mm -hmm. what should be led in so i don't yeah. think the regulation only can only be amended every 48 hours of 24 hours but i do think mm. you know the national command council um collectively mm. made a decision to amend the regulation and yes. uh, minister Ngosazana, in her capacity as the minister then announced that the regulations have been changed or have been amended Mm, mm. Mm. Okay, that is quite an eye opener to those that thought that Kosazana was actually defiant. Because Nami, I was confused at like the first time when I had okay, the cigarettes are no longer bur- um, they are they are still banned. I was like, okay, what's going on now? Are we changing the regulations each every other day? Mm. What's actually going on? I, I, I was lost. I was like, I don't know what's going on now. Mm-hmm. Catch all the tea after the break. Are you wondering how I made this podcast episode? Do you want to start a podcast? Well, let me plug you real quick. I guess you haven't heard about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain to you. It's free. Yeah, you have that right. It's free. There is a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, so some people say uh, they were extremely condescending to Tinkosos and Atlum Zuma for all of this. Um, some people actually find it funny, the whole thing that they, they, the whole apology thing, they don't take it too serious or something. And some believe that they were supposed to be suspended. I don't know what you guys think about the whole thing. 
who who's supposed to be suspended the anchors that the anchors are suspended reporting on the story are they oh, yes the anchors are yes they are support suspended mm. so you believe that's a good call oh well i mean it's they can't fire them because obviously South Africa has its own regulations. But I think suspending them for a while will ensure that I don't know. It might, you know, it's a it's a measure that can enforce them to um, look into their actions in perspect and see and ensure that they don't make similar mistakes or utter similar occurrences in the future. Uh-huh. So it's not necessarily the best thing, but I mean, what sort of remedial action do people expect? You know, suspension at the moment seems to be the only one. Yeah, yeah. I also have this other interesting tweet from Jody, and she says that, "Hey, NCA management, when you censor your anchors by suspending Coley and Jane for their commentary, does uh, does nothing? Okay, that's what it says. Does nothing to help you." control the state narrative it does okay i think she means it does nothing to help you to to control the state narrative it does the opposite you just become another untrustworthy lacking in on uh, authenticity media news broadcaster what do you think about that tweet like she's against them being suspended and she thinks it's censoring yes. them so what I don't, I'm, I'm quite lost. I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the, I don't know. I don't know where she is standing with this whole. Matter. I do think suspending journalists leads to certain opinions being censored, mm. which obviously isn't mm. won't diversify the range of broadcasting that we'd like and reporting we'd like. But I mean, if you go yeah. on national television as an anchor, with all the facts in front of you, knowing the capacities of the president, the National Command Council, mm. understanding the complexities that most citizens don't understand regarding the coronavirus, and you say that the president has been yeah. inoculated. I mean, what 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 is your objective in saying that? What do you plan? Mm. You know? So mm. it then becomes a are they being censored or are they being told to be ne- be more cautious next time? Because yeah, I mean, regarding the past reportings by various anchors on ENCA, it really is one of South Africa's less or least um, trustworthy broadcasters, you know, between mm. it and the SABC. They're sort of running yeah so, but now we have newsroom yes, africa we do which which is great because it provides us with an alternative view <laughs> and that's amazing because we do yeah. need that diversity in mm. our broadcasting space in south africa mm, mm, well, mm. for me i don't think it, it, it it's really censoring or it has anything to do with censoring like first of all if you like read out news that are false that's that's flawed like I think censoring will make sense if they were actually uh, reporting on news that maybe the state doesn't want people to find out more about or something yes. like that. Okay, that's, that's true. But I don't know, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, so uh, someone also shared the same view. Um, Yandisa says, it's not since just a matter of code of conduct. Please go and read about it. Don't let your hate for the government cloud your judgment. You could one day find yourself a victim of free speech, as you put it. That's true. That's true. I think a lot of people conflate mm. the issues. If you are pro-government, then you'll always defend it. And yeah. if you are pro-independent mm. media that's always criticizing the government, then obviously you will support anchors mm. when they utter such stuff. So a lot of us don't... Mm. Like, we can't really deviate from our worldview that we've entrenched so much so if something bad happens you're already mm. on the defensive side yeah exactly true well are there other interesting tweets i just want to ask to go to a little less you know like a tweet which is, is which is more relaxed compared to what we've been talking about okay. right now um on twitter do you honestly like hashtag you honestly like is trending so i just want to, to 
tag some few tweets as well and we'll also discuss maybe do you have those things do you honestly like blah 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 <laughs> so um he has a tweet from calvin lalela says that ladies do you like do you really like dark skin guys or it's peer pressure well what you say bongi i don't think it's peer pressure i mean people, <laughs> i don't think women go out of their way to date dark skin guys as much as men yeah. would go out of their way just to date a dark skin girl and in fact i mean god to date mm. a light-skinned woman and put down dark-skinned um women yeah I mean, with my friends i have never really had a conversation where we were like yes the dark skin guys that's it when we see a light-skinned <laughs> When we see a light-skinned man, we start disrespecting him, calling him male, ugly, the li- comparing yeah. him to an, um, a monkey or anything. So, I don't think women mm. have that ingrained prejudice that men mm. might have. But I'm not saying that it's not absent. I'm, I'm not saying that it's absent. So, yeah, it's certain not women might I have think- those prejudices and they might be... Um, associate mm. themselves with other women with those prejudices so I don't want to speak on behalf of everyone mm. but in my 23 years alive I haven't really witnessed extreme prejudice towards light skinned men mm. I think what you're saying it makes sense because when you talk about light skinned men and dark skinned men it's a different situation when uh, from when we talk about dark skin and light skinned mm-hmm. women it's a whole different narrative altogether because when we talk about the other gender it's it becomes so sensitive and there's a lot of things that we have to talk about when we talk about light-skinned women and light-skinned uh i mean dark-skinned women so i think it's 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 easier with the men's side that we can talk about but i feel like if someone had posted here on twitter that do we really honestly like dark-skinned girls you would have seen how people were gonna go and come for that person yeah but then the thing is it's in the way you communicate so we have to everyone has preferences Mm. i mean i might want to only date dark-skinned men but in the way i relate to light-skinned men I do not prejudice them. I do not call them names. I do not say they're ugly. I do not, I do not yeah. cause them to have low self-esteem and undermine their own worth. Whereas the conversations that men mm, might have, yeah. or conversations that men have amongst themselves and even on social media, when they see a light-skinned woman, it's almost mm. oh you're beautiful, you're gorgeous, and all of that. Where yeah, yeah. The issue of you're ugly, you know, you, you, you're not. Mm, that's what it has been associated yes, with. You're not going yeah. to be compatible with anyone else. They'll tell you, I'm going to marry mm. a light skinned woman or have babies with a light skinned woman because I don't want my kids to be dark skinned. I care yeah, about I my care babies. About my babies. <laughs> and half of them don't even understand genetics because I mean, if you're dark skinned or anyone in your family is dark skinned and you have those genes, the chances of you know so we don't Mm. go about undermining men and saying listen you're worthless or you're ugly and Mm. and men whether they short or tall buff or skinny are still dateable whereas women there's this barrier if you're a tall woman you're not they'll tell you you you're you're not going to be compatible you know they'll one mm. if you are extremely they'll tell you no you need to have some ass you need to have a certain body shape. you understand i don't know what these people want <laughs> with women i don't think we are as picky or as content as men are yeah. i mean if a skinny guy comes mm. if you don't want him you'll just reject him whereas when uh, you're skinny and you're a woman you approach a man who wants a certain woman who has a certain mm. then an, an african woman, woman they say reject women's advances and ended at that and the same they'll be rude about which don't you think men have, have passed that stage of actually looking at yellow bones and thinking they're pretty do you still men are still there even today because that's not what i see well no, the thing is, but we appreciate dark skin girls even 
like today we actually do appreciate them don't you only and appreciate them on, on on media only like don't you guys only appreciate them maybe just for i don't cloud? i don't think so um i think at some point in your life you you, you know you get to a point whereby you actually would like to date someone because of their personality or maybe they're likable or maybe they have something that you actually like or whatever i don't think that that's what men still look up i'm not sure I'm, i'm not sure you can help with that well uh i think we lost we lost bongi again but we'll try to get hold of her well i also think we see more women more men actually these days they just post women for cloud like you find that they're showing uh okay this is, this is a dark skin girl she's beautiful all those kind of things but those stereotypes that they have about women still stand even today like those stereotypes still still exist so it's a thing man even though we have gone we have, we, we have worked so hard and we have been in a certain area of our of our in, in life we still have a long way to go as well we still have a long way to go because people still um uh, uh devalue dark skinned women and when you are dust you are when you're dark you are it's been associated as ugly or it's associated you know unattractive so most of the people that i see or the media itself that posts you know dark skinned women i think sometimes it's condescending that we just want to show that we are pro dark skin but it's not really they mean it it's just I don't know it's condescending I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah, you're, you're making absolute sense. Obviously, the way we navigate the world is different. I mean, mm. my experiences and your experience differ from other people's, you know. So sometimes it's, also, yes. it's about understanding that what you're going through what, or what you don't experience does not necessarily mean that it doesn't exist, you know. And not to, yes. and not to like, um, hurt other people or be offensive. So the way we go about our relations with other people mm. must always be mindful of how we relate to one another. Yeah, interesting. So another tweet from Dumapole says that um, hashtag Do you honestly like being single or nobody wants you? Sive, do you like being single? <laughs> Do you honestly like <laughs> Do I a, like being That's single. a question for you. Do you honestly like being single or no one wants you? Well, I've tried the the, the whole dating thing mm. and uh, I figured that I was not really ready. So, with that being said, I prefer being single now. So, I like being single, I think. I like being single actually. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm still fixing myself. I can't be a mess and be dealing with other people. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're enjoying your single life. I'm enjoying my single life. I'm I'm, I'm fine. No stress, no drama, nothing. Yeah. Okay, Bongi. I what's your take? I mean, people have their preferences. I think our <laughs> our generation nowadays uh what's this? glorifies being in a relationship or puts being in a relationship yeah do you like being single or do people not like it? and i mean those are questions that could lead someone to actually introspect whether they actually like this or not and yeah, yeah. thing that people don't like mm. but i mean if you're not in the space to date then it's okay you know i think most mm. people are, da- are dateable out out there but people don't be in relationships for various yeah. reasons others love being one mm. after the other they just go into relationships because that's what they like others like their own space mm. like being single because i mean being in a relationship there's so much reciprocity that is needed in a relationship mm. that if you're not going to reciprocate the energies then what's the use Mm. Yeah. Hashtag. So I like this other tip that I'm going to read now. Um, it's at K Raps. He says, Hashtag, do you honestly like being called baby? <laughs> or you have never had someone. <laughs> or you have never had someone call you baby when you were still a toddler. Guys, do we honestly like called being baby? <laughs> Can you tell us, do you? <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> I think I like you think it. You like it. <laughs> I think oh so. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I think I like it. I don't know. I I don't think I like baby. I think I like babe. It's I like 
you know. Oh yeah. So it's better that way. I don't know, not baby. I was like, uh, but I mean, <laughs> pet, 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 nicknames are nicknames, guys. I mean, if we so baby, we don't want to know, no. But I want my sweetheart. Yeah, my sweetheart, honey. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, guys. Okay, um, let me just check another one before we close. Yes, this one is interesting because uh, Steven just sent me a, a pic of, of 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 that thing. It's Masi. So it, Masi, hey, do you know Masi? I don't know what the, I can, uh-huh. Yeah. So it's a hashtag by it's at forex forever forever underscore black zn. Um, she says, hashtag, do you like eating mass with sugar or are you just doing it? Yo, guys, mass. That's a really... First of all, <laughs> I think people that eat mass with sugar what? are disgusting so and sad. I don't like it. No. <laughs> but you said you eat it with sugar, though. You eat it with sugar. No, I'm saying people that eat that with sugar, they, I, I just don't like it. It's terrible. It tastes in. bad. I, it's sugar supposed in. to be I put sour. sugar in. It's Hell so not. terrible without sugar. It's so bitter. <laughs> I don't understand how you guys Ooh. eat it. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. It's actually nice. I know, but then the reason why we have sugar is to... <laughs> but but what, are, what about those oh. good salt? Okay, that's crazy. They're the worst. I mean, that's, extreme. <laughs> that's extreme. <laughs> I don't know. For me, it's okay either way. Like whether it has sugar, it's still okay. Whether it has it doesn't have sugar, it's still okay. And growing up, we did I didn't grow up eating it with sugar. I only started eating it with sugar when I saw other people oh, doing okay. it. I feel like it's the same thing with yeah, it's the same thing with conflicts. I saw people using sugar for conflicts. And I was like, I'll try it out. But growing up, I never did that. So it's more of like, I'm just doing it. At the same time, I do enjoy it. Okay, you know? that makes sense. I, I grew up with sugar yeah. my whole life. So the transition from no from sugar to no sugar is, is not a transition I'm about to take. So did you try it out? <laughs> no, though? I don't want to. You don't even want Make to try it out? Oh <laughs> Hi guys! Wow. Okay, we're going to the next segment of the show, which is hashtag Mainty. Hashtag Mainty. Catch all the tea after the break. Knowledge is like a barbell tree. No one individual can embrace it. Ladies and gentlemen, knowledge is not complete if it's acquired and never shared. We learn, we teach, then knowledge evolves. Hi, I'm Ntangin Takan. You are listening to Youth Evolve Podcast. A million questions can be asked. What is Youth Evolve and what is it all about? Well, I'm here. Let me not pack it for you. Youth Evolve is an organization we started in April 2019. Youth Evolve aims at empowering the youth, enabling them to become a better version of themselves. With that, they can become independent thinkers, that they can identify and solve social issues within their communities. The mission and the vision of Youth Evolve is to transform and mend the current high school learners' mindset. Initiations of programs by young people to solve social issues, to better school environment that allows learners to become the better version of themselves, to encourage arts and culture among the youth, to empower young people with knowledge and skills to empower themselves. Of, lastly, to encourage entrepreneurship. The values of Youth Evolve are excellence, collaboration, transparency, innovation, accountability, and leadership. Youth Evolve podcast will showcase the practical knowledge we all need. This knowledge will be on social economic issue together with practical guides on different development skills. Hashtag on Mainty, we discuss a full-on topic and also have an advice sort of session that we advise each other how to become the best versions of ourselves and better our lives. 
So on hashtag Mainty today, we will be talking about hmm, this one is interesting. Are you guys ready for yes. that one? Because yes. I'm ready. <laughs> Do women hate on each other? That is the main question Ooh. for the day. Do women hate on each I other? Know that. Well, we have seen trends and people talking about bashing other women basically on social media. And it turns out some women are being bashed because they are beautiful. Some women have been bashed because they are successful. So from this one, I will take it from um, the tweet. But uh, um, I don't know if you were checking out Twitter. I think this week or last week, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Umislali was trending. Yes. So let me... Do you have that tweet, Sive? I do not have the tweet. Okay. I'm sorry. So I'm just going to take the tweets about when someone was, was commenting on the Mishlali's trend. Okay, I got it. So this lady um, is at Kohet Hato. So she says, you guys don't like Mishlali because she is pretty, extremely pretty, and she makes living from it. You were told a pretty face won't make you money. And she has nullified that. Men love her, women love her, and it kills you. And then she goes on and says that. I've seen this as early as primary school, hating on the new pretty girl and its most disgusting manifestation, manifestation of low self-esteem. Imagine having a whole world shake because of another woman or because another woman is pretty and gets attention. Okay. Quite interesting. Mm. Quite interesting. Quite interesting. So I think that's our starting point when we saw Umislali trending and a lot of women would be the one to bear to know this and all that. And is does that stem because women don't stand other women that look beautiful and get more attention probably more than them? And does that does anything to their self-esteem and when them hating on another woman it's more of showing what is inside of them which is the self-hate probably or the low self-esteem or could it be that they actually doing this because they wish that they could be more to you than just your looks but let's see I mean, what Bong is to say could really be to women actually hate other women because I remember the reason she was trending because she mm. had a makeup video where she did her makeup in drag, so you know, yeah, sometimes are in your face, colorful, and all of that. Yeah, but other people didn't like it, and mm. other people thought she missed the mark, other people thought it didn't suit mm. her. But I think women should be allowed to disagree and have mm. differing, differing opinions without them saying they hate. Mm. I mean, I haven't heard any. I haven't seen any tweets from any woman saying, no, Michali doesn't deserve that life. Michali is ugly. Normally, the things that they'll be crit- critiquing will be her content. And, I mean, she publishes her content for consumption and everything that's published, whether it's a book or a always gets critiqued. And look at the videos, look at yeah. how her Instagram and her platform have grown. I'm sure if we were to reveal the mm. people behind the numbers, women would be her biggest consumers. So, do women really hate her if they're watching her vlogs, doing her makeup, and buying products that she influences them to buy? But some women watch to only criticize and say only bad things. You know, there are, you know, you know, you can take something from people that criticize. There are constructive criticism and then just as pure hate. I don't know if you have noticed the difference. There's criticism that is constructive of saying, baby girl, this is how you can do yes. it, you know. But then there's like pure hate of, I'm just, I don't like this but person. Then, and we have seen that happening. That's social true. Media. We've seen that happening, obviously, because people will just not like you for any reason. Um, even do anything to them. Mm-hmm. But most of the cases are isolated incidents. I mean, it's one person there, another person there, and people start scrolling mm. because one person maybe posted something that's negative. 
and her being yeah. defended even by other women as well so when we say women hate women mm. and you say that people that are always criticizing without providing constructive criticism is that person's nature yeah. just to be that morose in life I mean there are people who are always criticizing and it doesn't have to be just to me mm. that they criticize they can criticize and be what's this pessimistic about everything so just to say that women don't yeah. like other women based on that statement is, is incorrect mm, mm, mm. well I think it goes deeper maybe we can go and explore other 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 top I mean other headlines or other things that could probably prove the the theory or the question in, in at hand that women do women hate each, on each other i think let's take it to the workplace or when you are more successful as a woman there's always this narrative of saying i don't want a black i mean i don't want not a black what am i saying black i, I don't want um a lady boss like that is what most ladies say i don't want a lady boss and i've actually have first-hand experience of hearing someone saying that because she had a lady boss at some way where I was working. The person was like, I hate women bosses. She purposely said that she hates women bosses. Why is that? I think it's just how we've been socialized in society. I mean, if you look at the workspace, before women started working it was predominantly men and male centered and in order for a woman to come into the workplace maybe another woman had to leave you couldn't be pre you know a competition mm. so in the workspace despite it already being a competitive environment you found that women yeah. were made to specifically compete against one another because you couldn't get Mm. And it's already yes, hard to get into the to get promoted and even now women are still facing yes. the same challenges um, mm. uh, when you look at their male counterparts you know so in the workspace mm. it might be that um, that's the, yeah. it might be the fact that the history of you know the patriarch the patriarchal society that we live in but also i know people mm. who have been provided with great mentorship by other women as well so mm. the, the the and that's rare that's, that's rare, rare actually and the reason, is, <laughs> the reason it's rare is not that <laughs> women don't like other women we actually need to also look at statistics mm. of how many women have been placed in positions of leadership where they are actually able to then give back and mentor other women you know so as look at the statistics so i don't think women as a blanketed statement hate other women you know we are opinionated yeah you know we we do voice our opinions whereas with men you find as long as you stay out of a man's way and let them do whatever they want to do then it's fine with women if you're in my way we're going to talk about it and you might think that i hate you i dislike you Siva. As a man, mm-hmm. what do you think about this whole thing? Like, as a man who's looking from the other side, what do you think about this? From the outside. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say there's hate. I mean, obviously, okay, women are known to gossip a lot mm. and they don't necessarily wish each other well most of the time. But I think in a workplace, people, are they do get professional. And I mean, it's up to you to actually yourself and get that leadership position if you're looking for forward to that instead of actually thinking people are not gonna like like you because you're a woman so yeah that's all i gotta yeah. say you know from the work perspective it actually starts from the interview i'm not gonna say women head is but i'm gonna say the experience and not my personal experience but what i've heard people talking about um when they go to interviews it actually starts when you go to your interview many people mongi i don't know would prefer to be interviewed by a male if they are female for what reason oh, wow. uh, apparently if you are a woman and you are in an interview women are very mean to other women in an interview settings more than men could be i think don't you think it also goes down to the dynamics of gender and sexuality Mm because I think if you're a woman if you're a heterosexual heterosexual woman you wouldn't be mind interviewed by Mm. a man you know 
being heterosexual yeah. and being a woman kind of gives you certain advantages, mm. you know. Obviously, I'm not saying flirting and interview, mm. but I'm already a yeah. And <laughs> the likelihood of you being interviewed by a heterosexual man is quite high, you know. Yeah. So I guess it's various dynamics mm. because if we were to ask queer people, trans men, trans women, gender non-conforming um, mm. individuals, how do they feel? Then probably mm. their experiences will differ from heterosexual heterosexual true, individuals. That the dynamics mm. of sexuality and gender play a huge role in interviews. Mm. Yeah. But then I also had from from I mean, from guys who go for interviews as well that men don't necessarily give them a problem, but it's much better when they're interviewed by women yeah. like the 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 way the interview is it's, it's it's much better when it's the interviewer is the woman so i was like okay because i listened to all these conversations of okay when you have an interview and the woman is there like yo it's gonna be hectic they're gonna be so rude that is mostly the case of what most ladies or female always talk about when they have went for interviews and they've been interviewed by women but with guys they're like Mm-mm. you know ladies are very nice when you go for interviews i think and they're I the interviewer also the dynamic of women in the workspace i mean we mm. let me take the legal field for instance women yes. are massive push through advocate <laughs> advocate <laughs> <laughs> I mean, women are still massively underrepresented. You know, obviously, graduating, yeah. coming into the legal field, but the numbers are still low compared to that of men. And because of the history of the legal fraternity, yes. men still sort of have an upper hand. So when you go into an interview with a woman, mm. and you're a woman, they want you to sort of rise up to the occasion. Because if you're going to speak and mm. you have your male colleagues and you don't say anything you don't voice your opinion you don't challenge authority you don't bring change and diversity and you don't sort of get the respect that you mm. deserve from your male colleagues then you're going to fade away so sometimes when they move from their offices to the interview room they don't change that mark they say mm. they don't say okay i'm going to interview so and so they bring on that i'm at work i'm going to get the I'm going to do the mm. job so I can get the respect. So it could be mm. that. You know? mm. So it's mostly because uh, this whole thing of women hating each other is mostly an internal thing, like an individual thing more. Like what you, what is happening inside of you? How to, how you feel inside of you? Because we're talking about competition. When you go to the workplace, you need to be extra hardworking as a woman. You need to extra show your worth as a woman and be it maybe if you are part of the LGBTQ community you have to be extra 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 so it goes down to what you have said gender and sexuality as well plays a role in terms of in the professional field how we view other women or how we view um, yes. certain stuff I think like the workplace is very tricky but like I said you know especially when they bring it back to Sally or other mm. female influences I don't think women because yes. platform, I don't mm. think would be as big as it is now if women weren't if, yeah, if women, women were weren't supporting. consuming her, con- her content you know if people watching her videos mm. liking her vlogs buying the make the products that she endorses like I mentioned earlier she wouldn't be as big now because you need numbers mm. and truth be told not a lot of women yes. not a lot of men are interested in seeing a woman go vlogging I mean watching a woman's mm. vlogs about makeup and traveling the world alone and all of that whereas with women content from another mm. woman we enjoy it we ascribe to it and we share it so i don't think yes. we so this so this psychologist um dr seth mayer says that as i've overheard a group of women this past week in the line at a store verbally tear apart a couple of women within their sec- social circle who happened to be absent. I was taken aback by the vitriol as I 
reflected on how women talk about other women i thought about what i've heard so many women say over the years girls are so crueler to each other than men based on the 15 years of clinical work with women who represent virtually every possible demographic variable i can confidently report that women i've worked with report more critical views of other women than the men do with their male peers hmm. so it takes me back to what Siva said about women being gossipers like women love gossiping or talking about you know other people so, <laughs> i think drama is the most important part of it without drama <laughs> Your life sucks. <laughs> so I think it comes from there. We are, comp- we are in competition, guys. And that is one... Even though we prob- probably hate is a strong word. Let's just say hate is a strong word. But the truth of the matter is there are cases wherein you find when growing up, the girls talking about each other and you hear what Yo, when Bunny was talking about when I we did this and this and this you know Bongi did this and this and this and that's maybe how other friendships end because some girl that you thought was closest to you was talking about you Hambi with other girls you know and I think it's a thing and it starts from a very young age you hear kids say ah she, she said something about me blah 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 and maybe I could say for myself in my opinion I would say that maybe hate is not uh, uh, it's a strong mm. word but we definitely have competitions or we have issues within ourselves probably that we need to deal with and we we based also on the history of women and how we are raised we find ourselves in competitions and it's just a mess that's true but i mean i think like the psychologist said you know women are sort of more verbal than men you know that's a great point that's a great point had maybe we missed the report of what men think of each other and what women think of each other mm. so, mm. I'd say okay definitely there's something that's wrong with women in terms of how we relate to one another but I don't think it's a problem where we have to say yeah this is women in general you know they hate one another they dislike they like one another mm. so when are you against that of saying with women hate each no, other no I, I don't agree with it obviously mm. someone might not like you and for whatever reason or they heard someone say something yeah. about you and then they automatically assume that it's true but I don't think it's every single mm. time. I mean, people are allowed to disagree with maybe some of your opinions and maybe not. Catch all the tea after the break. Youth Evolve digital coming soon for more information go to facebook at youth evolve and instagram at youth underscore evolve so we can't assume that women hate each other i think that's where we are i mean for men I think men hate guys that are jackass just in general. That's a terrible thing to say. But those that always appear to, mm. to, to you know what I mean, to, to like, I know it all or whatever, and uh, yeah. want to just lead but then don't have uh, the, the knowledge to do so, or they just, you know what I mean? Mm. Men, I mean, hate exists, exists everywhere, even with men, but I think it's extreme with women because you guys like to gossip and just. But um, it's more verbal. I don't know. I think you are entertaining each other by just talking about one another. I don't know. But, but it's not men, guys, we don't really talk about one another to the extent where it, it's toxic, you know? I mean, I'll, if, if let's say in Devonai De and I know someone, I'll be like, hey, would you like a man, man, one, two, three, one, two, three. Then it's time to move on to the next conversation. <laughs> with men, and then there's this perception that women are competitive. 
yeah but men are equally competitive but when they compete against one another it's something that's seen as good as masculine as normal as something that's normal and actually accepted in society Mm. whereas if demna and i are going to compete for the same position people are going to be like ha why are they competing why why can't one Mm. is a junior position so that they both in the same space you know whereas men aren't Mm -hmm. forced to makes those certain de- those decisions you know they can compete and it's fine the moment we start competing mm. then it's a question of ha huh, they don't like that most you know mm. yeah no this is quite a, a different angle to the whole conversation and we really appreciate that angle <laughs> yeah. thank you yeah okay i think um, now we're going to the last segment of the show, which is hashtag snack moments. Snack moments is where we give each other advices of how we can be the better us, how we can become the best versions of ourselves, how we can constantly build ourselves and become better people at the end of the day. What word of advice would you like to give to people out there, Bongi? Wow, like advice from people is very, very difficult. Eh? <laughs> but I'd say have a vision board. You know, when you mm-hmm. start writing down what you aspire to be, then it becomes yeah. easier to see what path you should take. So if you want to yeah. be a journalist, you, you just write that mm. down and you'll see your goals becoming more clearer and everything. And also, mm. even looking at what other people around you are doing. You know, if you see something mm. that's admirable that you would like to, yeah, you know, if you see something that's admirable that other people are doing, then copy that and apply those things mm. to yourself. Obviously, modify them according to how you want to live your life. But mm. uh, go out and do good and visualize where your life is and understand that mm. whatever your vision is, it should also be flexible because we're living in uncertain times you know it's unfortunate that most people are going to lose their jobs others are going to struggle to find work but that doesn't mm. mean if you want a job you must find a certain type of job you can even bring change into the industry you want to enter into you know yeah so just visualizing where you want to be having a vision board writing down your goals and talking mm. about them and researching more and just growing i think the most important thing a person can do is also reading more and engaging mm. with other people outside the field that you are in more mm-hmm. well you are an element you are the element of surprise me so you yes everyone else everyone else is listening you are the element of surprise yeah you are the element of surprise and you have been called to the, to the territory where you are right now is the territory so your law field or see your engineering field is your territory and you take territory that has been marked by depression we go through depression we go through anxiety we go through certain issues we go through rejection yeah. the territory that has been marked by shame the territory that has that has taken away your innocence probably your purity and your confidence Someone took it from you. But I want to say to you that it's not gone forever. That's where you need to reclaim it by constantly going back to the vision board and start planning and say, this is my territory. This is where I want, this is where I would like to go. This is what I would like to achieve. And be intentional to where you want to be in life. So you have to believe that you can take back everything that has been taken from you either by depression, either by anxiety, either by anyone, if not yourself. Because most of the time, we are our own victims. It starts with our minds, what our minds has been telling us that we can and not do. And we believe that we cannot do certain stuff. When we start believing in what our mind is telling us, we constantly don't believe in ourselves. And when we don't believe in ourselves, obviously, we can't be the element of surprise. Nice, nice. So four things that can help you become an element of surprise. One, never stop 
looking for yourself to show up you need to show up for yourself mm-hmm. number two surrender to the unpredictable surrender to everything that you think cannot be done except the unacceptable wait accept uh, the unacceptable and the un- unpredictable from there you'd be able to surrender to everything that I accept that this is acceptable and unpredictable and I'm willing to go through it without knowing whether I'll be successful or not but I have hope in myself I believe in myself that at the ultimately at the end of it all I'll achieve my goal because when we go to school or when we do something we don't know whether we will make it at the under at the other end but we need to have a sort of believe in ourselves that you know what self you're going to make it mm. this is where you will make it yes number three next is here next is here here as in h-e-r next is here you need to hear yourself think you need to hear and listen to other people's opinions you need to listen to criticism obviously yes to be construct constructive criticism in the sense that when you have planned yourself okay this is what i want to achieve and when you are already or maybe on your way there there'll be people that are going to criticize you some will want to take you down but some will be building you so you need to hear where what exactly is building you and what exactly is not building you and lastly is seize is not the end just because you have the presence of discouragement it's not the absence of victory when you're feeling right what you're feeling right now is natural to your way of victory mm. so when you feel that i'm discouraged like I, I i'm discouraged i thought this will work the way i wanted to work you're discouraged because you're looking for a job you're not getting a job it's not the absence of victory victory is on the other side you just need to look beyond your your discouragement which is now mm, that is so true nice nice, nice. yes well you thank you so much for coming onto our show and i hope that when we invite you the next time i say bongi can you come in just give us your opinion i hope it will be a problem guys i want to tell you that bongi was on season two of of, of this podcast she was <laughs> she was on season two yeah. episode i'm not sure, episode six of season two go check that out it was titled Bumanda. Bongi was so amazing in that episode. Oh, wow. Wow. Really? <laughs> 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 really Nothing oh has changed. Congratulations <laughs> on your platform. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, that's it for this week. Meet you next week with more from the Evolve Talk and we will grow, continue growing with each other and helping each other become the best versions of ourselves. Don't forget to send us what you think. Don't forget to send us what you want us to talk about. Hear from you soon. And this is all we have for today. Stay tuned for more of the Evolve Talk.